For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. This is reminding me a lot of 1980. Uh, we had an unpopular president, Jimmy Carter. Reagan defeated him for president. But that night in November, the Democrats lost 12 seats. 12 Democratic Senate seats went out the window. And th th some of them were giants, George McGovern, Birch Bayh. This is looking a lot to me like that kind of year. If this continues for the next 95 days, we're going to see some Republican senators who we don't even think today are in trouble, they'll be voted out of office. I really do think we're looking more at something like 1980 than even 2008. Uh, this is Joe Trippi and welcome back to That Trippy Show. I made that prediction back in July, 95 days ago I think it was. Uh, and you know what? I'm not changing my mind. Everything that's happened since has just compounded my belief that tomorrow, uh, today, as you're listening to this, excuse me, we're taping it the night before, but as you're listening to this, um, it's going to be a, a, a more like 1980. I think Joe Biden uh, is going to have a big electoral lead and win, and uh, more than three or four Republican senators are going to find that they lost their seats. But, you know, we'll see if I'm right. Later in the show, we'll give you a guide to follow along with tonight so you can see how things are going in real time, which counties to follow in which states and, and what to look for. But first, Alex, it's Election Day. How are you doing, buddy? Oh, man. You think we'd get here? I'm not sure, man. I had my doubts. Well, we're we, not only that, not only are we doing the podcast today, but we're also on pins and needles over Alabama and Doug Jones. Uh, uh, so we're... We're uh, we're we're still going to be on the phone uh, uh, talking to the campaign manager and stuff down there. But uh, in the meantime, uh, how how are you holding up, man? I mean, you've been right for ninety four days. We're going to see. <laughs> we're going to see. We're going to see what happens. But I mean, y y everyone heard what you said at the top yeah. of the show. Well, um, I, I just do want to do an update. It's not fair to people, but look. Uh, you know, Alabama. We came out of the field Thursday night with our last track. We were up one point. Um, so we really are. It's it's going to go down the wire. It probably is a, 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 a flip of the coin. It's I mean, it's literally going to be a jump ball here. Uh, but uh, but we'll be pushing throughout the rest of the day. I would say that you are one of the rosier people when it comes to Biden's chances this year. Uh, basically, everybody else is still freaking about how close and how tight this race is. And while Biden looks okay, people are still worried that Trump could pull a rabbit out of his hat, just like he did in 16. You still feel as good about your prediction as you did 95 days ago? Yeah, I just said that. I, I just think it's there's no way... Uh, that this is going to fit. In fact, I, look, my electoral map, I think it's got a 368 uh, uh, electoral votes for, for uh, Biden. I think the, the only two states I still have uh, in toss-up category are Iowa and Texas. Um, I think Ohio is really 
good going to happen? I mean, uh, Quinnipiac uh, came out with a poll uh, last night uh, uh, with Biden up uh, four or five points there, I think, um, which is another confirming that we had a poll recently that, that had him up five. Um, and the other really interesting one was uh, Quinnipiac in 2016 had Florida the night before. They always do these polls the night before. Had had Florida a dead heat uh, in 2016. Clinton lost it by a point. Last night they came out with Biden up five points. Um, that's over over Trump in Florida. So let's see if they're if they're right. But uh, we'll also get to see if I'm right. But uh, I feel pretty pretty good going into the last hours here before the polls close. So everyone's saying turnout's the big outstanding question. Um, how do you see today going in terms of turnout? I, look, I think there'll be a lot of Democrats showing up uh, in, in, you know, voting today. Uh, a lot of our, uh, clearly the word got out and a lot of Democrats v- took uh, early voting seriously and, and mail-in voting. But we have African-Americans, the black vote, um, they, they've always thought, wanted to be there at the voting booth um, and, and vote in person. Uh, there's been a lot of evidence that many of them did um, where they could, where there was early in-person voting. But I think you're going to see uh, a lot of groups, uh, a lot of our voters show up. The other side of that is the Biden campaign knows who hasn't voted yet. Um, so if you're a Democrat uh, and you voted early, you're not going to get all those phone calls and door knocks and text messages. Uh, uh, but if you aren't, uh, if you're somebody in a target state, battleground state, and you're a Democrat, uh, I think you could look forward to a lot of people, including some of you listening here, texting and calling uh uh, and volunteering for Biden. So I think the Biden campaign is going to get its vote out today. Um, and I also think, look, uh, I still think that there are Republicans out there who may decide uh, that it's just not uh, not worth showing up. Uh, I do think there could be a drop off on on his on the with it, not the Trump crazies. OK, not the Trump maniacs. They're going to vote. I'm talking about like moderate Republicans who just can't bring themselves to voting for Biden, who did vote for Trump last time because they didn't like Hillary and just decide, you know, and you only need two points, one point of that to happen and it's over. So uh, I think there are a lot of things that make me think uh, that when we look at the same day, you know, election day voting, Democrats are going to do perform a little bit better than what the pundits are talking about. It won't be like a Republican blowout today. Well, what we keep going back and forth on, uh, especially on Twitter, is the idea that we're robbing from ourselves on Election Day. And I don't know if you saw this, Joe, but Target Smart put out a stat that of the 94 million early votes that have already been cast, which is just saying that out loud is a crazy number, but something like 29%, so that's over 27 million votes, were actually by people who didn't vote in 2016. What do you think of that? Well, I mean, two things I've said before. I think a lot of the people who didn't vote in 2016 were Democrats who thought Hillary Clinton couldn't lose, didn't really like her a whole lot. Uh, and, you know, they, they, they didn't dislike her, but it was like, yeah, she didn't get me excited. And they thought she there's no way she could lose. And they thought there was no way Trump could be president, become president of the United States. I think all those people 
didn't make that mistake again. I think they voted. The other thing that does happen, though, and you people kind of take this into account, uh, is there are a whole bunch of people who were 17, 16, 15, and 14 four years ago, a lot of them, um, and they're now in the electorate, and they would be voting for the first time. So they, they would be people who, who they're in that group that you're talking about, Alex, that, that didn't vote last time. Now, the, the, the good news there is that's an, an age cohort that is overwhelmingly uh, uh, pro, pro-Trump, uh, pro-Biden, excuse me, and, and uh, coming out Scared against Trump. Scared me there, Joe. Yeah. Scared me there. Yeah. Well, I haven't gotten a whole lot of sleep, neither of you. So the, even if you look at the Florida numbers, it's like three and a half million Dems have voted early in Florida so far. That's about a hundred thousand person lead on on Republicans in Florida, and something like two million independents, third party voters, have voted too. I mean, it, it's going to come down to those independents. But as as you've often said, chances are if you're if you're not for Trump at this point, we kind of know where at least the majority of those people are going to break, right? Well, no, the, 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 you know, undecideds almost always break against the incumbent. I mean, whether it's an incumbent Congress, member of Congress, Senate, president, um, basically, you know, rule of thumb from a campaign manager, you look at it, if there's seven points of undecided, um, you, you know, and you're facing a, a, an incumbent, you, you know, four or five of those points are likely to break to you Two, maybe three break to the incumbent. Um, so the, the reality is it's it's much more likely that Biden's lead grows uh, if he does have a five point lead in in Florida or he, let's call it a three point lead. Then it, it could balloon to a five point lead because as those undecideds break or they stay home, it's the other thing that undecideds do. Um, but the thing we know is that people who don't like either of them are voting overwhelmingly like 55 percent for Biden, which was different. That happened the opposite way for, uh, for Trump. Uh, people who didn't like either one, him or Hillary, voted for Trump in, in 2016 when they did show up. So I think uh, I think that's going to be that's why I keep thinking this is going to be a little bit bigger than people think. I can't believe we're even doing this declare victory thing, but let's do it. First of all, Jonathan Swan, excellent reporter, uh, tends yeah, to drop Yeah, one of my favorites. Shells. He said on Sunday that Trump's declaring victory if he's, quote, ahead, unquote, at any point at, at tonight. Mail ballots are still coming in this week. Uh, and I think the word a lot of people are using is that the democracy is kind of teetering right now. If you're Biden, how do you handle this? I don't look. I don't think Biden has to handle anything. Look, the the reality is this is in the hands of the voters right now, and it's in the hands of the people who count the ballots, and they're going to count them. They're not going to stop counting them because the president decided, declared him walked down at nine o'clock or whatever, and declared himself president. You know, he, he won. That's not going to happen. There, there are um, people who actually um, are not partisans, uh, or if they do, they park it at the door, and they and there are multiple. Ju- you know, uh, witnesses and things when they count these things and they're going to go through the process and they're going to count them. That's one. Two, Florida closes at seven o'clock Eastern time. They're counting those ballots. They're going to have those ballots counted real fast. I mean, really fast. North Carolina counts fast. It closes at 730. If Biden really is up by five, like the Quinnipiac poll says, that's going to be a real quick thing to figure out. It's going to happen very fast. And um, both Florida and North Carolina, within 
a few hours, it could be we we could all know it's over, and Trump you know can't walk out there and and say anything. He can say what he wants, but I don't think there's anybody in the country who's who's going to think, uh, oh yeah, let's let's stop because Trump's throwing a tantrum. Well, especially in North Carolina, with something like eighty percent of the vote in before election day. Yeah, I mean that's what I'm saying. Eighty percent's in that that vote is going to get counted real fast. Uh, the same in Florida. It, that's all going to get counted very, very quickly. These are not these are those two states do a pretty quick job of reporting their their results. So you see those two things. No, but those two states go. I don't think anybody's going to be waiting around to see what Wisconsin does. It, I mean, we all will. Right. You know, he's he if he wins Florida and North Carolina, we I'm pretty sure the blue wall is going to hold. That's all. I'm just maybe. You know, let's let's little take. You know, he may not realize that, but uh, you know, look, he, he, you know, he's going to do what he's going to do. I think people are just way way over worried about this. I think the more damaging thing is is that he'll just keep revving up his people, uh, even as states fall. That we're you know that it's being stolen, that it's rigged, and uh, and they're going to believe him. And that's where I think the real danger is not not that the the official reporting will be changed somehow or stopped. That's not going to happen. The states that where Biden ended up putting most of his chips, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Michigan, are some of the least likely to conclude with a winner tonight. Uh, Trump obviously went huge in Florida and obviously stuff like Iowa, Georgia, Texas, Arizona are states that he won last time. How concerned are you about that? It, well, like I said, I just not. I think Florida and New North Carolina could uh, – Put it away early. And by the way, Biden did put his uh, chips in Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, and Michigan, and that's really important because of the blue wall stands. None of this matters. Not even Florida or North Carolina. It's all frosting on the cake. Um, it gets us to the 368 I was talking about uh, in my uh, in my electoral map. Uh, but uh, Biden, uh, you know, putting it all on the line in Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Michigan. Smart strategy. Does the map expand into Texas, Iowa, Georgia? Who knows? Arizona, for sure, there's a shot. And I think Florida. But I, I mean, I have us, I have Democrats winning all of those except for Texas and Iowa, which I, I only list as toss-ups. I still think Biden can win those as well. Joe, you and I will be obviously pretty glued into some of the Senate races, Doug Jones in Alabama and some others. So I want to ask you what your Senate take is for Democrats first. Let's start there. I, look, I've said it all along. Uh, I think this is 1980. I don't think it's just going to be the you know three or four uh, races that we talk about a lot. I think it's going to be. Um, I think Democrats could pick up uh, six, six, maybe seven seats. I think. Uh, look, I think uh, McSally in Arizona, Gardner in Colorado, uh, uh, Tillis in North Carolina are the, count those three. Then, then I think you know, Collins, uh, Graham, Ernst, both Georgia seats. Those are all in. All of those are in play, and, and that doesn't include things like Kansas, Espy in Mississippi, who I think could be the shocker of the night, uh, other than us winning uh, re-election in Alabama. Uh, and look, I said it. I told everybody the truth. We we were up by one. It's Alabama. It's. You know, it's it, anything can happen 
Um, we could be down three right now. We could be up three. We don't know. We did, we had to turn off the we turned off the tracking uh, Thursday night. Feel pretty good about everything we did. Uh, we've got a damn good get out the vote effort tomorrow. I mean today. Excuse me, as we're taping this the night before. Uh, but no, I think um, I think we're going to be. We can wake up and find out um, that that yeah, people Mike like Mike Espy or or Barbara Boyer in in Kansas um, won uh, uh, beyond the the three or four that we always talk about and that we held Alabama, which no one out there thinks is possible, but we'll see. Joe, how are you actually watching Election Day? What information are you going to be looking at in real time to try and kind of pick out how you think this is going to go? Is this you trying to get me to give you my cheat sheet? Is that what you're doing? Yeah, I think it's time for that. Are we going to, are we we, going to put it? We probably should have done this last week, if we're being honest. Are we, are we going to do it in the show notes, too? Oh, man. Maybe. Okay. Uh, we should. Well, look, first thing, let me tell you one thing I think that somehow everybody missed, including me. Uh, Lackawanna County, Pennsylvania. I'm going to be looking at that like crazy tomorrow. As soon as Pennsylvania closes, polls clo- open, I mean, close and the votes start coming in. Uh, that's Scranton, Pennsylvania. Uh, that's where Joe Biden was born and raised. And oh, let me really? give you, yeah, let me give you, let me give you a couple points. The Obama Biden ticket won Lackawanna County by 25,000 votes. Hillary only won it by 3,000. So that's literally half the margin that Hillary lost the state by. So what's happening there? I want to know what's going on. I think it's crazy that no one's talked about this. I haven't heard anybody talk about it. But if if Biden is is closer to what what happened in 2012 with Obama, uh, that's half of the reason um, uh, that Hillary lost a race before you even get to whether there's a higher turnout in, uh, in, in, uh, Philly or, 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 or Pittsburgh. Uh, but so put that off to the side, but I, I want to be watching that real quick. Florida, like I said, that's where this thing is likely to, uh, to be figured out the, the fastest and the earliest. They close at seven o'clock. Duval County reports fast, uh, Trump beat Hillary there, forty-eight to forty-seven. Uh, Romney uh, beat Obama there, fifty-one to forty-eight. So that county um, is going to come in. What's the separation between uh, Trump and Biden? Uh, what's going on there? Sumter County uh, is another one that you got to look at. Reason: ninety-eight percent white, fifty-six percent of that uh, of the the villages, which are in Sumter County are 65 years of age or older. Um, Trump creamed Hillary 68 to 29 here. Is he, if he's, if that's closed, in other words, if, if, if Biden, Biden's not going to win Sumter County, but if, if he's closed that gap, it shows that one, he's closed with whites and he's closed with with older, with, with seniors. And if that's happening in Florida, and it, and the first place to look is Sumter County. Then I think Florida's gone for 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 Trump. Uh, Hernando County uh, is another one I'd look at. Uh, Hillary got thirty three percent of the vote there. Obama forty five. Again, is Biden running closer to Obama or closer to, to Hillary? Pinellas County. Um, Hillary uh, uh, got forty seven there. Obama got fifty two. 
same thing. Is he running closer to the Obama uh, numbers or the Hillary numbers? And then, uh, and then Miami Dade. Interesting thing there is, you know, Romney got thirty seven percent, thirty eight percent. Trump only got thirty four percent. Again, um, and 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 Hillary and, and Obama performed close on percentages. That'll be a turnout thing, but we'll we'll look at that. But those are the counties I would look at in Florida, and they tell us different things. Again, Sumter County may be the one to really look at early. What's happening with that? With, with is Biden closing with whites and seniors? Um, and so then, look, uh, uh, there's Let's a couple. Talk, yeah, you want to talk Pennsylvania? Uh, yeah, well, Pennsylvania, there, there are a couple things. Again, I talked about Lackawanna County. Uh, but the, the thing I, I'm looking for there, let me look. I don't buy this whole thing that we have to worry, wait till Wisconsin and Michigan and Pennsylvania and Ohio polls close, right? What we have to do is look, look at all white counties in the Midwest in Pennsylvania um, it, and look at the margins there. In other words, it, as early votes are coming in, I, I'll give you an example. If you look at Armstrong County, 98% white in Pennsylvania, Trump got 74% to Hillary's 22%. Okay. It doesn't matter if people voted in person, they voted by mail, whether they got their naked ballots right or wrong. It, none of that matters. Whatever that early vote is there that's coming off of those precincts in Armstrong County, if 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 Biden is running, you know, five, six, seven, eight points stronger than Hillary did uh, in in that in a county like that, Pennsylvania, you don't even wait, need to wait for the rest of it. It's the same thing. There's counties in Ohio, but the the uh, look. This is a county I know very, very well, Armstrong. Um, my mom grew up there. Uh, my grandfather died in a coal mining strip, coal mining accident. Uh, in that, you know, it was a place I hung out all, uh, almost every summer of my life. And it, this place, if Biden's closing there, it's outside of Pittsburgh. Uh, uh, you know, but it's not a suburb at all. It's a very rural county. If Biden's closing in places like that in Indiana County, uh, in Pennsylvania, um, uh, in Schuylkill County, these are all counties that are 96, 98 percent white. But the only other place in Pennsylvania that I'm really looking at is Montgomery County. Uh, it's the third most po populous county in Pennsylvania. It's the suburbs. They commute between Philadelphia and, and uh, Wilmington. Should be a place that because of its proximity uh, to to you know Biden's uh, Wilmington uh, Delaware uh, could be a place that he he uh, picks up and this is another place I just want to do one more caveat story of Trippy Land uh, in 1992 Democrats had not won the congressional seat in Montgomery County in a hundred years and and uh, uh, a, a woman by the name of Marjorie Margolis Mazvinsky was running for Congress. I did the television. A guy named Jake Tapper was the press secretary. And Amy Walter, who's now over at the Cook Report, was the campaign manager. Um, we won that place for the first time in 100 years. Ever since, it's been growing uh, in Democratic performance to the point where Hillary won it with 58% of the vote in 2016, outperforming Obama. Obama got 
56.6%. She beat that, beat that out by over two points. So is Biden building even a stronger Democratic performance this year in Montgomery County? It's a massive county, big population. If he's doing that, if he's going over 56, 57, 58%, close, turn off the lights, uh, Trump's going down in Pennsylvania. Uh, where else? Where where are you want to go to? Oh man! Well, you've already talked a little bit about Ohio with Stark County. Any any lightning round Ohio places you're watching? Yeah, uh, uh, same things. Stark County, uh, Ross County's ninety one percent white. Pike County's ninety six percent white. Uh, uh, Hillary got thirty three percent in Ross County. Uh, Obama got forty eight. Fifteen points more. Again, look at these. They're all white counties. And what we're trying to figure out is, look, if he's closed that, then we know what, what Cleveland and Cincinnati, we know what Detroit and, and Milwaukee. And it, so what's he doing in, in, among white voters in the Midwest? And if he's outperforming Hillary um, or getting close to Obama's kind of numbers in some of these counties, then I think it's, it bodes well. Remember, Obama did win Ohio. So, um, Anyway, I mean that's that's where I go, but I I think we should talk about uh, North Carolina just for a minute, since I think it's going to happen fast uh, and early in the evening too. Um, and there, what I think uh, all you should look at is you see early returns coming out. All the polling showed Biden and Cunningham and Cooper, with Cooper always a little bit ahead, further ahead, bunched up near fifty. Um, and above 50 yeah, for, yeah. yeah, but I'm saying, but the, the, the Republicans, all of them were bunched down at 45 to 43. Tillis might be at 45. Trump could be at 45. Uh, Forrest would be at 43 cause he's getting beat more by than Cooper. It, Cooper's beating him more than the other two, two are. But if you, when you see these results come in, just look at whether the three Democrats are, hanging together in whatever the vote in that county is and whether Trump has separated from those two, because those two are going down. <laughs> so if, if he hasn't separated from them, in other words, if, if it's still like, you know, in this county, you, you know, uh, they're getting 46% of the vote and, and Forrest is getting 44 uh, and Tillis is getting 45. That's not separation, folks. That's, that's, um, that's Trump's going down with the other two because they're both going down. Um, Tillis is not going to be reelected. It's going to be Cunningham. So um, that's sort of my quick run through the country, at least the states that are that are uh, uh, that you've put to me so far. Um, and I think you wanted to talk about Arizona a little bit, too. You had some information there. Yeah. So Arizona is actually really interesting because they have, they're one of the states that's allowing early votes to be counted ahead of time. They've been counting for almost two weeks now. So we're going to know, I mean, if we even need to get this far, we're going to know Arizona real fast, right around probably 10, 11 Eastern. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to happen. That's See, what I'm saying is watch Florida. If Florida goes, it's probably already over. But you know, North Carolina is going to come right behind it. We'll know right then if both those go for Trump. Man, you got to start, you know, figuring some stuff out here. Does he hold? Does the blue wall hold? Okay, so that's why I'd say forget about waiting. When you're looking at Florida, when you're looking at North Carolina, go up, pick a county. You don't need me. Go pick an all white county 
you know, go go to Wikipedia, look up the county, make sure it's, you know, 97, 96% white in Ohio, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, you know, all these places. Just pick one or two in Ohio and Pennsylvania, at least. And is, is Biden doing well or better? I mean, you know, is he improving? If he is, Pennsylvania has gone. Uh, Ohio may not be yet, but Pennsylvania is. And that means probably Michigan and Wisconsin are too. So it's basically, you can figure out, I think, the Midwest pretty early by just looking at, at, at key early results in the right counties. You can figure out North, uh, uh, Florida and North Carolina by getting real results in the counties we talked about. And then, hopefully right about then when you figured out, hey, we've won Florida and we've won North Carolina, and, it looks, and the blue wall looks like it's holding, and hell, maybe even Ohio really is in play, like Trippy said. Then, oh no, we're at the then, third person part of this podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm so glad today is election day. Then, then, <laughs> no, but then, then about 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, um, Arizona comes in and it comes in like a freight train fast because they've been counting those damn ballots. Right. And um, all you really need there is Maricopa County. Yeah, because it's like 70% of the vote. So I think, uh, you know, that's sort of my, my cheat sheet is is Florida, North Carolina, white counties in the Midwest, pick your own. You don't need need mine. I picked out some for you, but pick them out. Uh, and a lot of other people, by the way, have said Ohio is in play, uh, including a, a couple of recent polls. So, uh, but, but Arizona, I think, will be uh, a clear indication. But by the time we get there, it may not matter. Uh, but I'll we'll take it for sure. And I think for sure we pick up a Senate seat there. Our listener question this week comes from Kevin P. Donahue on Twitter. Thanks for using your name. It's a lot easier to read. Uh, Joe, how many Dems will win from states that Joe Biden doesn't carry? And what's the logic that ticket splitters bring who vote for Trump in a, like a Democratic Senate candidate? Well, first of all, that's a little bit hard to answer be, only because we don't know what states Biden is going to win in. But I think we, I can predict that uh, uh, Biden will win and uh, in Arizona, Colorado, North Carolina, and we'll pick up all three of those states, Senate seats. I also think that there's a good chance that Biden can pick, can win in Georgia and that we will win. They'll both go to runoff, but that those seats uh, will be in play uh, that we can pick up uh, and that him winning there will, will help do that. Um, then I think you get to places like uh, Maine, where it's Collins who has the trouble of it. How does she separate from Trump? Um, that's not going to work out really well for her, I don't think. So I think we pick up that one. I think that the here's the logic for why uh, uh, people like Doug Jones or why um, Cunningham can win, even though Biden just falls a little short in North Carolina. Uh, what I keep seeing is there are a lot of Republican voters. The bulk of them are pure Trump voters who are going to vote straight ticket Republican for the Senate. But a lot of the ones who are troubled by Trump, still going to vote for him or only somewhat favorable to him, do not want to give him a blank check. They don't want a rubber stamp senator. They want somebody reasonable, but will stand up to Trump and not be just, you know, 
wishy-washy, whatever you say, right. boss. So that's why I think, it, by the way, you don't need a lot of those. So, you know, so Biden can lose North Carolina by two or three points and, and Cunningham could still win. I think that's possible. I think Alabama, uh, the only reason we have a chance is because there are enough Republicans in the state who have that kind of a, who want um, that reasonable person they know they know they're not going to agree with all the time but it's going to stand up to this president that they have big questions about even though they're going to vote for him um and so i think you're going to see this is where i think you can see uh in kansas why we might be able to pick up kansas why we might be able to pick up north carolina even if biden falls a little short there not all republicans want to see more of what they've seen in washington uh trump being enabled they want if they even if they want Trump to to just not um, uh, one because they've just always voted Republican, but two because they think he you know he'll just stop everything. Uh, but they don't like the craziness. Uh, they're gonna go. They some of those two, three, four points of them uh, can vote for the Democrat. That's what that's what I think is happening around the country. It's why I think even Joni Ernst could go down in Iowa. Okay, so. Folks, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna try to put the uh, all those counties uh, in the in the uh, show notes. Uh, we'll put my uh, electoral college map on the show notes too for you to take a look at. Um, you know, it was a pretty much of a deep dive for you today. I hope it helps you think through uh, and experience election night in a way that uh, you feel like you know what's going on and you know what to look for. Um, and hope we helped. So thanks for listening to that trippy show. Please rate and review us uh, and leave us a question at iTunes uh, or email at thattrippyshow at gmail.com. And also, we're starting to take questions on my uh, Twitter feed, at Joe Trippy uh, and at Shash Browns. Uh, Just ask Alex. Joe. Just ask Joe. No, it's okay. <laughs> but hey, uh, hey everybody, uh, uh, let's bring this home tonight. Uh, good luck uh, for all of us and we'll see you on Friday you know how to book flights and hotels all you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive that's why you need Viator Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.